A new generation has emerged in the earth. A seed in the ground has been sprouting, yet all around everything looked dead. Like the ground has closed every crack that the fragile seedling requires to sprout, out of the unseen to the seen, out of the death stage with resurrection power. But when the Kairos moment is announced, not even the concrete pavement can stop that seedling from pushing through. The trumpet has sounded, and that sound has hit the core of the earth. A new generation has emerged. A generation prepared and released by the heavens. Feared and hated in hell, yet the world does not recognize, neither is it ready for us. A generation coming from the wilderness of the word, where we have learnt how to die to our carnal ambitions, and embrace the mandate of our Creator. A generation who have overcome the temptations that appeal to the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and pride of life. Our sword is soiled with the blood of our crucified flesh, and desires of the flesh. A generation that has gone through our valleys, and made a decision to join the remnant. A new generation alive in Christ has emerged. A generation whose natural appetite was long overtaken, by the spiritual appetite that declares. My food is to do the will of he who sent me and to finish his work. The king's food and wine is not what entices us, but we choose to eat that which proceeds from the mouth of God. In a world of varied options, we are the generation with a singular sight. We have locked eyes with Christ. The author and finisher of our faith men and women who have made a covenant with our eyes. A new generation fiercely committed to the word of God has emerged. A generation who know that our lives are worth the blood of the Lamb, therefore we cannot be bought with any position, nor sold for any price. We have eaten of his flesh, and drank of his blood, therefore we can confidently say, it is not I who live but Christ in me the hope of glory. A generation that does not take lightly, the greatest event in human history, the cross. We know, it is because of the finished work of Christ on the cross, that we emerge in this season, to establish kingdom lifestyle in the earth. A new generation birthed on the cross has emerged. A generation with the Isaka dimension is here, we know what Kairos we are in, and what we ought to do. The heavenly assignment is all we are here for, to become the interface between heaven and the earth. Downloading all that heaven wants installed on the earth. Heaven looked down for a man who would stand in the gap for the nations, and this generation, in one voice answered. We are here. And are willing to be misunderstood for our faith, rejected for our boldness and courage, and persecuted for holding on to the word. For the joy set before us, we are willing to be identified with Christ. A new fearless generation has emerged. We might not be perfect. Our past might try to haunt us. The enemy will try to stop us using any available vessel, but, like a pilot about to take off, we are announcing. We are committed. No turning back. From the north, south, east and west, behold, a new generation, who will bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. A new generation has emerged, backed by the heavenly host, with a trumpet sounding. Let God arise and all his enemies be scattered. A new generation that has no color, no race, no gender, and no status has emerged. The Ecclesia has emerged. We are the Cyrus community. Hello and welcome to the Cyrus community. This is Business Unusual. 
If you are to go by the news that we are hearing or watching today, we would be excused for being discouraged or pessimistic. In fact, the media is full of all the economic bad news you can imagine. Yet in the midst of all this, we have a prophetic and a proceeding word that is absolutely contrary to what is happening around us. In fact, according to our proceeding word, this is our greatest season in which to thrive. Now, today we want to talk about thriving in the midst of crisis. Now, the question is, we as believers, here we are called to live in the world but not of the world meaning we live by different rules of operations now how do we do that now before you go to a conversation today uh maybe you can give us a context yes. of why we are talking about thriving in the midst of crisis as, as you rightly said go where you want yeah open any channel yes and and i, I can i can bet my money on it <laughs> you will not meet a channel that is encouraging you i'm talking mm. about news yes economic crisis everywhere no nation is spared mm -hmm. and that tells you something is happening on a global scale now if you're like me who is a futurist i like looking at patterns and trends and mm -hmm. what's going on and look at similarities it doesn't matter what nation you're in today whether you're in a first world or as they call us the global south mm -hmm. the reactions are the same look at protests protests everywhere high cost of living yes everybody's complaining about the same thing and yet and yet in that same scenario, the Bible talks to us about arise and shine, which will be like our key function today, meaning there are always two realities going on at any given time. Well, we need to look at scriptures and ask yes. ourselves, fine, this is happening, we have yes. all these things happening, yet we are saying we are in the world, not of the world because we are on a different mission yes. than the world is on. Yeah. So when the Bible tells us to arise and shine, and maybe we need to look at that scripture yes. in Isaiah 60 verse 1 to 3, yes. then we can now take out some key issues. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Now, listen. What a promise. This is almost like an oxymoron. Yes. Two realities being mentioned. And why, why we say this is where we live, and it's not the first time this has happened. This yes. happens in loops of human life. So please understand this. Why is this important even to us? Why are we discussing it? It's not in our normal forte to come and talk about what is going on bad and why are things terrible. That's not the issue. Mm -hmm. The issue is that it's in the midst of it that we have a prophetic word. Mm -hmm. We have a, a proceeding word we've been discussing for going to the last two years now. Yes. About the power to produce wealth. Now, if you look at the facts of the environment versus our message, it's like, where do you live? <laughs> What is it that God is promising you in the, in the midst, midst of, of a crisis? Yes. And again, remember, we are talking about mammon. We are not ignorant yes. of the enemy's devices yes. that he uses for you to take your eyes away Thank you. from Thank you. what God is saying to you. Yes. So we are not going to take our word and say, by the way, we need to store this word yes. because what is happening in the earth, yeah. this word cannot be for now. Exactly. That means you need specialized skill. Yes. To be able to see what God is saying against what is going on. 
and not for one minute to think that God is caught up in our chaos. Mm, and he's not sure what he was saying yes. because if Isaiah talked about this and of course we need to look at these two words. Yes. He's talking about two kinds of darkness. Yes. He's talking about darkness in the earth yes. and darkness in the people. Exactly. Maybe now you need to give us definitions yeah. so that we understand okay wait am I part of the darkness because yes. if it says there is dark dark darkness yes. in the people yes. there is gross darkness yes. in the minds of the people. Yes. Could you be one of the people who is carrying yes. the gross darkness? And, and it's significant that two words used same scripture yes. different meanings. Okay. You see, because if we read it in English, you, you just, just say think darkness comes the darkness the earth, in the earth and deep darkness the people. Yes. No, the word darkness that is first mentioned is actually an interesting word, Joshua, which actually means physical darkness in a literal sense. Like when you go outside and it is dark, when you can't see. That kind of darkness. Darkness. Okay. Now, what does that talk about? It describes a natural state of darkness that causes you not to see. Mm -hmm. In other words, if you walk out and it's dark, you can't see. You're confused. You don't know what's going on. So when you talk about form and function? Yes. You're talking about confusion. Mm -hmm. You're talking about you cannot discern or tell what's going on. So when you talk about behold, darkness covers the earth, yes. there's confusion yes. that covers the earth. Exactly. There's lack of understanding. Yes. If you ask anybody, okay. can you see the future? No. What's going on? I don't know. What's going mm -hmm. to happen next? I don't know. When you ask the leaders whether it's a leader of a nation, a leader of a family, everybody doesn't know. What is going Darkness to means tomorrow. I can't see the next thing. Mm. And I also can't see a way out okay, wait. of where I am. So when we talk about darkness is covering the earth, yes. this is not darkness covering specific spaces. No. We are saying that it's like, if you, if you think of an umbrella, yes. covering a space. Yes. So the earth as we know it yes. is covered by a spirit yes. of darkness. Exactly. In yeah. this season. Yeah. And actually the Hebrew term, emphasizes the concept of ignorance, mm. confusion, yes. or absence of understanding. I don't understand what's going on. That is what is covering Or like we normally say, on that matter, I'm in the dark. Okay. You get it. I ask yes. you, please, do you know anything about that one? No. On that issue, I'm in the dark. I am ignorant of it. Mm. I am confused about it. I have no understanding of what is going on. That's a powerful word. I have no understanding. Of so it's almost like there's a spirit covering the yes. earth or an umbrella, if I may use yes. that, or a canopy that is an, uh, uh, sending a message yes. of absence of understanding, yes. confusion, exactly. like people do not know uh -huh. how to face tomorrow. Yes. Therefore, it's like you're groping exactly. in the dark. Exactly. That's what covers the earth. What yes. about the other darkness? Now, now if, if you had been reading it in Hebrew, there would not have been a term deep darkness. It would have okay. just been Darkness and darkness, but two different darkness. Okay. Would have been Choshek, would have been Arafel. So, Choshek Cover. covers the earth, Arafel covers the people. Okay. But they're both, <laughs> but they're both in English. But for English, we have to darkness. say deep darkness to try and explain mm. the depth. Now, that now talks of a thick and a heavy darkness. It's got a deeper connotation. It's a metaphor that signifies gloom and oppression. It shows emotional, moral darkness. People now are, are the outcome of not knowing mm. has created a scenario where now you're gloomy, mm. you're sad, mm. you, 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 you have a bleak outlook. This is what now is in no the people. They are depression. That means as people now, we are gloomy, we do not know, we can't find God. We can't find spiritual answers. I think when you talk about yes. moral darkness, yes. and this is a manifestation of the canopy we talked about that is covering the earth. Exactly. That darkness covering the earth manifests as uh, spiritual confusion, moral confusion, mm -hmm. obscurity or distress yes. in the lives of the people. Yes. Now, have we seen those manifestations? Everywhere. Is that not a good question to ask? Everywhere. 
So if I come yeah. and say there is this rising yes. of our alphabetical community. Yes. People are now addressing the deep darkness in the people, but they are ignoring the dark darkness that is covering the earth. Exactly. How far can you go? Exactly. What should you be talking about? You should be addressing the absence, the confusion that is covering the earth, yes. which is manifesting as confusion exactly. in the moral or spiritual lives uh, uh, the image of the people. Yes, what you're basically saying is the reality of not knowing what's going hmm. to happen. Yes. The confusion of things not working out. Yes. The not being able to find solutions is creating internal depression, mm -hmm. internal stress, yes. internal worry and anxiety. Yes. So those are the two realities mm. that are functioning today. So we are looking at people here and asking, yes. are you walking in confusion? Uh -huh. Are you walking in maybe what you'd call depression? Yes. Are you in a state where you're wondering, I have no clue what will happen in the future, yeah. even though I have a prophetic word? Exactly. You are covered. You're manifesting the darkness in the earth. Yes. And this is where God is saying, arise and shine. Yeah. So, so it's saying that we have got such a challenging situation in the earth. Mm. And according to this scripture, unless there's divine intervention, oh, yes. an arising of what is mm. called the Lord's glory mm -hmm. to bring illumination and light, things can only get worse. So the darkness is like there's a statement that was made. Yes. That the problems you are in today cannot be solved with the mentality that you That had, you had that brought you to them. That brought you here. Yes. So the confusion we are in yes. cannot be eradicated by the same mindset exactly. that created it. You see, if, if you dug yourself into a hole, yes. your scale is digging a hole. Mm -hmm. Not getting out. Not digging out of a hole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the more you dig, so you need somebody else or something else to come and get you out of the hole. Exactly. So we're in a hole, guys. Because yes. if you look at the lives of the people now, when you talk about deep darkness, and here we are talking about moral confusion, spiritual confusion, and that is why sometimes you're like, wait a minute, why isn't the church addressing the issue of LGBTQ? Yes. And you're like, how? How? Let the nation and uh, let the state address that. I'm telling you. And, and that is a whole conversation that is going to carry on for a while. Yeah. For those who have been following, again, that's one of the newses. It's a sign of confusion. Confusion. It's a sign of not knowing what to do. So what are states trying to do? Legalize pro and against. Okay. Some states want to legalize for. Okay. Others want to legalize against. against. That's a sign of confusion. So where is the church coming in here, especially dealing with the state? Where yes. should the church be? Now, I think what the church needs to learn is this. It's not our business is not the state's business. Okay. Our business is the nation's business. So the only place we and the state come into interface is mm -hmm. over the nation, not in the state's business. Explain now, please. Now here's the problem. <laughs> the state will the only thing the state knows how to do is to make laws against things. Okay. Period. Those laws do not guarantee that the laws will be followed or the thing will be stopped. But let the state do state. So the church should not be now be pulled in to, to discuss legal matters. Exactly. The church is supposed to be discussing spiritual matters. Exactly. So if I come and say that we, as a nation, we are, like you said, we are yes. ruling against. Yes. Then the church is being asked, so what do you say? You're like, no, listen, yeah. I'm not talking with the government. The yes. government is here. Yes. The church is here. Yeah. The church has a voice. What are you saying now, about you see, this you matter? You see, it all plays, believe it or not, mm -hmm. back to mammon. If those of you who have been following this conversation and it's going to come up, there's been this major conversation between the issue going on in Uganda with their laws and how the states, United States have responded with a threat of withdrawing aid. The big question is this. Why would aid play a role in a moral matter? 
Those are questions we need to ask. Mm. We're not giving you answers, we're asking you. Okay. All right? Yes. Why would one, on one hand, one state says we're creating a law against this thing. Mm. Another place says if you do that, we're going to withdraw money. So why have we placed money as a primary issue on this matter? Mm. That is issue for debate. We're not going to give you our opinion at this time. Wait up for my blog in one of the media where I will be writing comprehensively about it. But over and above that, what is the state of the church? The church is supposed to be not focusing on what is happening in the gay world, but focusing on building marriages. That's mm. our mandate. Because the gay world is fighting marriages. That's actually what we've is under attack. To, yeah, we've stopped what's under attack. We're now chasing the enemy. I think in our book, when you talk about two as one couples, and yes. in our conversations, we always tell people, yes. if there is one, let me call it institution or yes. entity that has been attacked, exactly. is the marriage. And when you, you talk go. about the marriage here, you won't see it if you're, if you're so focused on laws and legalities. Yes. We're talking about if the marriage, if, if the gay agenda is going on, yes. what is the attack here? Exactly. It is marriage. Why marriage? Because marriage, the Bible talks about man and woman are the perfect picture that should show us how Christ and the church exactly. operate. Yes. You should see it in yeah. the man and, and, and woman. And the reason I can never trust the state, yeah. when it comes to marriage, the same state will do nothing to keep a marriage together, yes. but will insist that people pay Maintenance. Notice money is the player. Mammon. The law, the, if, we don't care if the children are broken. We yes. don't care if the marriage is in a mess. Who is hurt? Who UP. cares? <laughs> UP. Money. And th that is why a superpower can threaten a global south country with money on a moral issue. With money. And then the question is, if you're giving me aid, yes. and here we are discussing a moral issue, yes. what was the aid for? Exactly. Was it to fund this? Exactly. Because if you tell me you're pulling the, the moral issue out, yes. and then I pull out my money, exactly. then we need to talk more. Meanwhile, <laughs> we are not on the side of the legalization of the laws that criminalize up to execution. Because again, that's not biblical. It's not. So we're not going to endorse an unbiblical position simply because it seems, seems to be supporting us. It's Can you say here us. that in Sodom and Gomorrah, yes. when the angels came, for uh, to lot mm. the people yes. were trying to break the doors yes to go in yes. and sleep with the angels you're talking of so alphabet community right now but this Listen, madness has been there guys, all through they've been there historically and the yeah. bible doesn't give them more than a few lines why are we giving them headlines mm. okay let me ask you another question before we go into a conversation and this was not our conversation yes. but let me ask this here the church have we thought if you're not being used remember we said we're yes. not ignorant of the enemy's devices yes. and the word device there means thoughts yes. the enemy's thoughts concerning the church yes. how to bring thoughts you down are, that are executed through that strategy are going to bring you down yes what are uh, uh, right now is the church marketing lgbt absolutely it's our main agenda why are we talking about it we are the ones marketing listen among the list of where Homosexuality is listed there, other matters there. Yes. Where have we highlighted this one like in bold? Mm. Guys, step away from that noise. Let's focus on building what God gave us. He gave us Adam and Eve. Mm. Marriage. Marriage. That's our focus point. So talk, build the people. If, yes. And if you can build the people, these same people, yes. they are the ones who will make sure. Like now if you talk of a marriage, yes. a perfect marriage, yes. there will be no gazing in that Absolutely. Home. If there was a so proper guys, marriage and proper family, There'd be no opportunity 
for gazing That's the same thing with drugs. Simple. That's the same thing with mental issues that we are... If we had family right, that should be the focal point. So when you talk about dark darkness... Yes, that is now deep, deep darkness. Guys, when you talk of Isaiah, it's not a simple matter. And why are we saying focus on marriage? The same scripture says, and it's funny the way Isaiah starts in Isaiah 60 verse 1. It doesn't start by explaining darkness, Mm -hmm. it starts by explaining light. Mm. I find that interesting because that, that kind of is like a play on words that tells you, arise and shine. Why would you shine if there was no darkness? Mm. Shine where? Mm. So God speaks of light, then explains the situation. I don't want you to miss the, pon- the concept. Yes. The concept is the instruction to us mm-hmm. is to rise. The reality is darkness. Mm. Mm. So is there darkness? Yes. The instruction Rise, don't focus on the darkness. So I don't. think I think that is where we are missing it as the church. Yeah. Because again, we are being pulled into issues of legality, which is not our work. Well, That's the work the of darkness. the government. Not our you work. go and implement laws. You want to go and ban gazing? Do it. That's the government, not the church. So not I think work. the church needs to ask themselves in this whole thing: mm. What were you sent to do? What are you supposed light, to be doing? Light, light. In that story, our light would be marriage. Would not be discussing the darkness. Mm. Simple. This scripture does not tell you that it describes the situation where your light is needed. It does not tell you that the darkness has any threat. Mm. And that's why when you look at that instruction, on the one hand, the instruction is for us to rise. And on the other hand, to to shine. Yes. And it tells you two realities. So arise and shine. These are two activities. It's not that arise is a process. Yes. Shine is a process. Yes. Now, are we taking time to arise? And Or in our seated position, or in our comfort position, we are now addressing the issues that the government should be addressing. There you go. And that's why today we are talking about thriving. Thriving in the the economic crisis. crisis. Remember here, we always focus on the economic. Mm -hmm. We just touched on that to give you a tangibility of a real scenario. Yes. The main thing that is going on is economic crisis. Mm. Let's mm. let's drill it down to its reality. Yeah. You know we live in a time of the most advanced technology in the earth. Mm-hmm. Yet a yeah. time of the worst economic crisis. Mm. Which makes us understand first of all that intelligence will not produce wealth. Wisdom will and only godly wisdom will mm. because earthly wisdom has reached its apex. Mm. It is a crisis. Failed, yes. That's where we are. Yes. So we live in the most advanced season of technology with the worst economic crisis. Mm. How is that possible? Think about it. Technology causes disruption. That same technology that could create great wealth also displaces people mm. in jobs and puts us in a situation where you don't even want it, depending on if you're in routine, you don't want it, but if you're in advancement, you want it. Crisis. <laughs> we said darkness, crisis. Yes. We're in a time when we supposedly we have some of the best democracies in the world, yet they are failing. They're failing because human ingenuity cannot handle the human problem. Mm-hmm. So we are going through all sorts of situations causing crisis. Those crises always happen when nations reach the apex when they think they are too great. This has always happened yes. in history. Mm-hmm. When nations advance by their own strength, remember the scripture, do not say it is my strength, we arrive at a place where that strength fails. Mm. Things begin to crash. So like we are saying, we've got some of the most powerful armies in the earth, yes. some of the best technology, mm. some of the greatest things, yet the world is in crisis. Yes, at the same time, this is when God is telling us, yes. giving us an instruction that looks absurd. Yes. Arise 
and shine. There you go. In the midst. I think we repeat that over and over. Yes. That it is in the midst of crisis that God asks us yeah. to arise and shine. Meaning, yes. when you see crisis, you know it is the best time exactly. for the citizens of the kingdom yes. to shine, to move, and to bring solutions. Shining here yes. is to bring solutions. Exactly. Yeah? Meaning, in God's mind, mm-hmm. whatever goes on, in the end, it is the kingdom that will emerge at the top. Oh, yes. Whatever, remember, the Bible talks about Hebrews and also in Haggai about a shaking. It says, whatever can be shaken, will be shaken. shaken. But in Hebrews it says, but we've been given a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Meaning, this is the time for the emergence of the kingdom. And I'm talking economy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In this process, we'll see this happen. Now, to, to look at this pattern that plays out throughout history, we have to find one place where it played out perfectly mm. to help us understand it i think we've been talking about the church that is trapped yes in babylon yes and uh what you're about to say yes. now talking about how do we get a perfect example from yes. the bible yes. to show us when you're trapped in babylon Absolutely. god is telling you arise and shine is your time exactly and we see it in the yes. bible there's always going to be a shaking yes there's always going to be a movement mm. now we're going to borrow from the story yes of the israelites in egypt mm. Those of you who've watched, uh, you've tracked with us, we're talking about how Moses was called by God and how he went in. Yes. Now we're going to deal with what he was doing. Mm-hmm. We're going to enter Egypt and realize something strange was happening in Egypt that is the exact same picture of two realities. Okay. While in Egypt there were plagues playing out daily. Darkness. Continuous darkness, <laughs> gross darkness. In fact, one of the plagues was called darkness. Yes. As you will see. Mm-hmm. It was so huge, the Israelites lived in Goshen untouched, unaffected by any of these activities. Eventually, it ended up with their exit. Can we also let somebody know who might not know that Goshen was a space in Egypt? It was in Egypt. It was a piece of land in Egypt. Within Egypt. Where there is darkness and gross darkness among the people, there's a group of people who did not experience or feel that crisis. They were not in another nation. And that is us. <laughs> exact same spirit. It's true. That is us. Yes. When you talk about these plagues, what were they about? Uh-huh. What was God trying to talk to us about? Because yes. we always say that when you read this story, we're supposed to be identifying us. Yes. Locate. Where are you in this? I yes. hope you don't find yourself in the plagues. Yes. Because this is us in Goshen. Uh-huh. Something is happening in Egypt. Yes. We need to now see that this is what Isaiah talks about, that two realities exactly. can be at the same place, yes. but you can be unaffected. Now what is so interesting is Moses is sent by God yes. and is sent to the ten plagues. Well, when we see Moses being sent, we don't see the story of the ten plagues. Yes. <laughs> so we are not yet fully aware that there will be ten plagues. Yes. And the plagues were not random. That's what I want you to gather in the mm. next segment. Okay. The plagues were not random. Each plague was significant. Each plague targeted a god of Egypt. Let's start with the first one. Yes. The water turning into blood. Aha. Uh-huh. When water turns into blood, it makes the water undrinkable. Now, think for a moment. Why the Nile? All right? The river Nile was the most important river. Did you know that the Nile was known as a god of Egypt? And that god was called Happy. H-A-P-I, the god of the Nile. Mm -hmm. This was the god of fertility and um, the one who caused the land to produce. You see, human beings, when you start worshipping creation instead of the creator. Mm -hmm. So as far as they were concerned, the Nile was a god that made sure that they were fed, that their crops grew. When you turn the water into blood, what have you just done? Mm -hmm. You've completely wiped out their primary source of livelihood, Mm -hmm. which they believed in, economic 
crisis. Yes. This is what they believe. They believe just the way, what do we believe in the earth today? Money is life. Hmm. Where is the crisis on? Mammon. All right? So, so that, was that is attacked. Yes. And that also you are saying, it is when God is saying, listen, this is what you rely on. Yeah. You do not see me as your provider exactly. of your provision. Exactly. That thing that you rely on, God says, let's touch that. So that you may know who is your provider yes. and who is God. Yes. Because that was a God small Absolutely. G. Now, let's talk about the frogs. Yes. Invading. Huh. Wow. Imagine frogs invading houses. We never think about these things. Okay. All, all these guys who are making movies, Marvel and everything, they should do a, a movie on the plagues. So we get the real picture. <laughs> do you know what it means to have frogs everywhere? Mm. In your bed, in your sitting room, everywhere. Why frogs? So like I said, God was not random. The frog was Heket, the goddess of fertility and childbirth. Heket. Yes, often depicted as a frog-headed woman. Mm. This plague could be seen as the mockery of the domain of this particular, in other words, where do we get our children from? Fertility. Not God. Remember when you're talking about children, you're talking about legacy. Yes. We're saying, listen, we yes. are here to stay, but yes. you know what? Our children come from. Yeah. Yet the Bible talks about ch the children yes. are a heritage from God. From God. Everything. Okay, these guys were kind of uh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. that's how you get captured, by a people who've turned creation into God, and yet you're the one who's supposed to know your father God. Mm. Yes. Frogs. Now, what about lice? Yeah, nuts. The, some, the Bible also talks about nuts and fly, lice. They're in the same family. Whenever mm -hmm. you see a combination, you know God brought both armies. Uh -huh. <laughs> nuts come from Geb. Geb was the god of the earth, the god of the soil. Mm. You know, you do know lice comes from soil. From okay. okay. So, that, so to them, there was a god of the soil. Mm. If that god doesn't allow the soil to produce... You cannot get so the same soil God said he took Thank soil you. and made man. Yes. Now you're taking this and saying, listen, now that same thing where you created man from, exactly. we are turning it into a God. Exactly. Now isn't that these guys used to read the Bible to see where to get all these gods? No, you from? see, let me tell you, you don't have to read the Bible to get this thing. Yeah. The Bible talks about there's a scripture that talks about we have turned from worshipping the creator. Mm to worshipping the creature or the creation. Mm. When you worship the creation, God will show you that the creation is subject to the creator. Because God said, let's create man in our image after our likeness. Yes. This man is supposed to rule in the earth Thank on you. our behalf, like Thank represent you. us in the earth. Thank you. Now this man has been given the earth. When he brings, he says, even the soil now that I'm stepping exactly. on, it's another God. Yes. And this guy used to have God's uh, left, uh -huh. right and center. Yes, so, remember, we, we also live in a generation that worships creation, right? Mm -hmm. The universe will bring for me. The universe will answer to you. That is why the sun is overheating you. Mm, mm, mm. Because you don't worship a creation. Yes. The creation can start misbehaving when it is worshipped. Mother Nature, when you sit down there and you say, go. you know what, when you sit and think positive yes. thoughts, uh, the earth will just produce, the earth will just give. Yep. Listen, it is God who gives. If you yes. if you go that path, yes. you will invite lies. <laughs> you will invite lies into your life. You. The God called Geb. Yes. Okay? Flies or wild, wild animals? So they were invaded by flies and wild animals. What a combination. Mm -hmm. All over the place. Now, there was a God called Kep. This God is associated with the flies and beetles. I'm telling you, the Egyptians were amazing. And what amuses me is that if you study mythology, many, many civilizations want to go back to the Egyptian civilization. Mm. It's part of mystical teaching, that they had many dark and powerful secrets. 
Yes, that is where they had captured these people. And that's why for God to free the Israelites, he had to deal with the gods of the Egyptians who are controlling the Israelites. For God to free you, he must deal with the gods of the people that hold you in captivity. Mm. So Geb was associated with... Keb. with yeah, Keb was associated with the Beatles. And there was another one also called Set. So there are two gods that... How come they have the same uh, name? three letter words? Yeah, that's <laughs> how the Egyptians Keb were. And Keb yeah. and Set. Keb or Set and, or Keb and Set worked together. Okay. The god of Beatles and Chaos. What does that mean when you tell me the god of chaos? God of chaos. Yeah, they believe there was a god of chaos. You see, the thing is, uh-huh. all other worshippers of gods, if you study them, they are gods who are good and bad gods. Okay. You see, they do not have a united, a unified god mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who controls everything. So yes. their gods are either good and bad, and their gods marry, their gods kill each other. Mm. They are, you see, their gods are made in the image of men. Talk of confusion. Yes. <laughs> darkness and confusion. Yes. So that was supposed to be chaos and storms. So that tells you, for Set to have been one of the gods here, when these flies came, they came like a storm. Mm. Mm. Have you seen how, how locusts come? Yes. Same concept. Mm. So that was causing chaos everywhere. So this was just to show you that, hey, you know what? You thought the animals are a god? You thought the flies are god? No, there's a greater god than you can imagine. There's another one of livestock diseased. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. When the livestock started falling sick, mm. there were two gods really associated again, connected to each other, or names that are interchangeable, Hathor or Apis. Okay. These were the goddess of cattle. Mm. In other words, even the animals, the cattle, the yes. sheep and the goats had their own goddess. So when you attack them with a the disease, mm. it means those gods have failed. Hathor yes. and Apis, goddess yes. and Hathor, god. Yes. That means uh, that they are the ones who determine. Uh, in other words, when the Egyptians wanted to sacrifice something to a god, they want their cattle to increase. That is the god they are going for. Mm. You get? Yes. So there are all sorts. Please understand, this might be a hierarchy of gods, and we think it's only the Egyptians, but mm. that will tell you exactly the pattern. Moses wasn't random. Every time he was attacking, and secondly, his attack was in, he was going in terms of hierarchy. Mm. The, mm. the lower gods to the higher gods. Hmm. The idea is that, have you ever wondered why the Bible says, and God hadn't Pharaoh's heart? Yes. The idea is that until I'm finished with his gods. All the gods. Because if I we don't are not do that, any. if I don't do that, when Israel leaves, they'll always live in fear of them. So they have to be finished yes. in their presence yes. to know that, you know what, these gods are powerless. Exactly. And we'll go back to all these gods. And why do you think they were attacking these gods? Mm-hmm. If you've been here 400 years, what else you do probably you know? believe these gods too. Of course. There's a sixth one, the boils. Aha. There was a god called Sekhmet. Sekhmet was the god of healing, medicine, or epidemics. You know how, what I find funny about all these myths, and I usually take time to read some of these things, people, that's just how my brain works, Mm -hmm. is that Sekhmet was known to both make you sick and well. Okay. (laughs) So if you do something, it can be called upon you. You get an epidemic. And then the same thing. If you appease Sekhmet, it causes healing. Hmm. So this was the, so when they got boils, can you imagine everybody in the nation got boiled? Remember we were talking about confusion. Everybody. The same God making God you boiled. sick. Painful. is making you. Telling well. you, call segment. Stop. It's in this way we've picked some of the mentalities we have in church. I'm suffering because God wants me to suffer. There you so go. that he can, he can make me uh, humble. humble. Yes. The reason I'm suffering is because go. God wants me like this yes. so that he can uh, ele- uh, elevate me tomorrow. Yes. This is not where you're picking your segment, God. There you go. This is not God of heaven. There you go. Okay. Hail and thunderstorms. 
Now, before I touch here in thunderstorm, mm. I want to insert a thought. How much more punishment mm. are the Egyptians willing to take mm. not to release Israel? How much punishment is the world willing to take before they let you go? Look at all this, and they are not saying, okay, stop. From the first or the minute water turned, turned into blood, yeah. they should have said, wait, 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 exactly. wait, wait, this has never happened. Exactly. Guys, go. Yes. But you know what? Yeah. The earth will hold on to you. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you before we go on to the hail and thunderstorms. Yes. For the world to hold you and, and not want to release you, how exactly. valuable are you? Exactly. Why would they want to keep you if you have no value? Here's the answer. Mm. Because you are their economy. Mm. Wow. Simple. <laughs> you remove Israel from Egypt, Egypt is poor. So the world is seeing you as their slave. You are the economy. You are the one at the bottom holding everything up. Mm. Today Empowering when you, you talk about yes. prayers of the Christians, yes. they are the ones who are praying for systems to stand. They are the ones who are fasting. Yes. They are the ones who, and the world is saying, don't let them go. There you go. Let them continue with their duty exactly. of prayers. That's the thing. Hold Segment. them there. I hope many people will break the spirit of segments in their lives. Yeah. Who The people who think that God is causing you to suffer so that tomorrow he can give to you. There's no way he'll give you without suffering. I will remind you, mm -hmm. none of these things touched Goshen. Oh, yes. So the fact that a disease broke out in the entire Egypt did not in any way touch the Israelites who were in Egypt. Oh yes, hail and thunderstorm. Hail and thunderstorm. You know, I always imagine the level of devastation that was hitting this nation. You know, by the mm. time that we see the money moving out, mm. we don't understand what is going on. Yeah. Hail and thunderstorm, the god is called the Nut, the goddess of the sky. Mm. The goddess of the sky. This plague showed that the god of Israel had power over the elements. So they used to think, and this was one of the most powerful gods because it did not rain a lot in mm, Egypt. Mm. They depended on the Nile. On the Nile, yes. So they knew that the source of the Nile, according to them, was eventually because this god can cause rain. Now, for the first time, they have not rain, but hail. Hmm. You know, hail is not useful. Yes. Hail devastates the crops, devastates the land, devastates everything in the land. Basically telling you that you thought you had a god of thunder and lightning? No, let me show you. Moses, can, look, so when God said, I will make you a God unto Pharaoh, you mm -hmm. must understand that statement wasn't metaphorical. Mm. Yes. It was real. God was basically saying, you know what, I don't have to show up. Moses can go okay. represent. And can switch off and switch on your gods mm. at his will. Yeah. That's the power of what was going on. Wow, the eighth yes. one is the locusts. Yes, the locusts. Locusts are represented by Osiris. Many times you'll hear Osiris is a very common god. Oh, yes. Osiris is a god of economy. Mm. So when you have Osiris, the god of crops, fertility, because remember the reason you have a Nile, so that you can grow crops. Yes. Now, once you've shut down the Nile, mm. and you have thunder, and then now you begin to attack the vegetation. Mm. And then the Nile is dependent on in seasons. So you start wiping out the vegetation, it means now you have dealt with agriculture completely. Mm. And Egypt was an agrarian society. Yes. They depended on agriculture to survive. Here are locusts. So the minute you send locusts, you've wiped out that Their economy. economy. Notice all these codes. Yes. They are dealing with one thing. Absolutely. Economy. Yes. So let's talk about darkness. <laughs> so you see, even they got darkness. This darkness was interesting. It covered Egypt for three days. It was so dense, they say people could not see their own hands. Mm. Imagine three days of darkness, you cannot see anything. What kind of state are you living in? Mm. 
talk of darkness because when you talk about deep darkness yes. it's almost like this is darkness covering Egypt yes. and then deep darkness the people exactly. and this is now has combined yes. why did god cause darkness in egypt for three days yeah because the one of the most powerful gods in fact the, the greatest god of egypt less than the last god who will see just one god under the last god mm-hmm. was ra the sun god mm. so that that was the supreme god of egypt in terms of deities now yes. this was the supreme god. god so what did god do blocked out the sun for three days mm. <laughs> to prove i can block out your god mm. when there's no sun in egypt in a desert place when you cut out the sun the level of cold that hits the level th- think of it if you live entirely in a desert and then you can't see What's and you see when you talk about light again here form and function yes. where we say this is the light that they depended on yes. and god is saying no exactly. there's another light yes for us now talking to us we do not live by the light of the sun s u n we live by the light of the sun s o n exactly but now here when we now depend on s u n and we say you know what yeah. we depend on this if i can see i know what i will do i know how i'll plan your strategies are based on s u n the light of the day yes god tells you my friend i will shatter that light for you and by the way if you study egypt okay you will discover that Ra also had a, one of the symbols of Ra is like a sun but it's also like an eye. Mm-hmm. So the picture was illumination. Yes. Special wisdom, mm. mysticism, mm. magic, yes. deep insight, mm. the highest level of intelligence. In fact, the Egyptians saw themselves as the god of Ra is the most illuminated and most powerful people. Yes. If you understand that concept, you'll understand where concepts like illuminati come from. <laughs> For those of you who fear such silly things. Yes. The principle is having insight greater than God. Mm. No. God shut it down. It sh- and the place became dark. Yes. In the day. Yes. The last one was death of the firstborn. Why death of the firstborn? Other than the supreme god Ra, the highest physical god that the Jews the, the Egyptians knew was Pharaoh himself. And Pharaoh's firstborn was the next great god. So, why God did this and there's so many stories we can tell on this. Was first of all he was basically saying to Pharaoh, Israel is my firstborn. Now, if Israel was the firstborn, that means of many nations, right? So you're trying to capture the nations of the earth. No problem. I will you're trying to kill my firstborn, I will kill your firstborn. Mm. Meaning your legacy is over. Mm. Your future is over. Your now. strength is yes. over. Now, because of the symbolism of the firstborn was so powerful, not only did God kill the firstborn of pharaoh but the firstborn of every egyptian every animal mm-hmm. everything that lives firstborn the firstborn of everything that i mean if you want a symbol to show you it's not a mistake yes to say this is an accident and when you talk about the firstborn here like you're saying yes. the principles behind it yes. remember even now uh, when you talk about um, the firstborn he yes. received half Exactly. the inheritance of the father yes. then the rest of the family shared the other Absolutely. half why he was a son of strength yes meaning when i touch the firstborn exactly. i'm touching your strength i'm simply yes. telling you you're powerless in fact he was wiping out the future of of egypt of egypt at every level now looking at these gods then going back to us at tcc yes. when you hear that there's somebody here who is saying this is the god of the soil because the soil produces for me yes. what are some of the gods we are holding on to but pointing at egypt who is your geb who is your kep 
Yes. Who is your set? Who's Who your is nut? <laughs> nut. It, it, it sounds like a, a nursery rhyme. Yes. <laughs> All the names. You know? And then the, the, basically what God is saying, whatever can be shaken. Mm. The reason we're in darkness is because all the gods of Egypt and finally, have been shaken. What is your source of strength? Yes. What is this thing that you're holding on to? Say, this one gives no me strength. No matter what. Gives me power. Yes. And God says, listen, you have the same ten gods of Egypt. Yeah. You're holding on to them. There you go. You better fight them out now. That's the thing. So that you're not shaken. Yes. Because so, so, so that's telling us yeah. that we're supposed to be outside of that world. Oh, yes. We are supposed to be living in a different world. That is supposed to be the story of the world system. Economic everywhere. But if you're plugged into that system, then the crisis will affect you. Do you know why we keep telling you, you cannot be living in Jerusalem but supporting Babylon. Yeah. You cannot be in Jerusalem singing the songs of Babylon. You cannot be in uh, Jerusalem yeah. living the principles of Babylon. Because what is that? It tells you you are in Jerusalem, yes. but your gods are the gods of Babylon. Yeah. You're taking the gods of Egypt and bringing them to Jerusalem, and there is where you're finding your peace. That's where you're finding your comfort, your strength, your strategies in these gods. Yes. And God is saying, listen, you should be in a place called Goshen. That's it. A place where you look and say, listen, whatever I own does not give me strength. Absolutely. Does not produce for me. Yes. It is God of heaven. He is my provider. He is my protector. And you see, on the one side, we have people thinking you can bring those things into your environment and they will protect you. Not mm. when the shaking is coming. Mm. Because the shaking is to come to shake those things. Okay? Neither. Does it work when political leaders mm. bring religious leaders to yes. come and endorse their plans? Mm. Same problem. Yes. Because God is not going to endorse those plans. Guys, That's not the principle. We are talking about a season when <laughs> yes. two realities thrive in the earth. Yes. Yes. What is your Goshen? What is the word that you have received? Exactly. That word is your Goshen. That That's word it. is your protection. Yes. That word is what makes sure that no plague you can thrive. come near your dwelling. I'm in a place called Goshen. A place where I'm standing on the word that God has given me. Yeah. So is it true that we said that this whole activity mm -hmm. is for us to share? Yes. In Egypt, what actually happened? That environment, when it quieted down, as they were leaving, they left with the wealth. Mm. Interesting. Yes. They were sitting back during the storms. What was the storm doing? What was the, the plagues doing? Mm. The plagues were moving. This is the prophetic word God gave us as I was talking about this. And I shared it with her. We are moving forward under cover of darkness. Mm. We are moving forward under cover, under cover of, of darkness. darkness. The noise is positioning us for greatness. Mm, and at the end of this noise, yes. at the end of this darkness, when we, are done. we thrive. Because when you exactly. talk of transfer of wealth, that's where it happens. Yes. That's so what by the time they are coming out, you wonder, how did these guys get gold, yes. silver, uh, badger skin, exactly. olive oil? Yes. Notice how much they came out with. I love that. Yeah. Under cover of darkness. Under cover of darkness. <laughs> yeah. So the strategy is to learn to interpret the prophetic signs. Mm. The economic shakings is shaking economy in our direction. So unless you sit in Goshen, you will not understand Unless this. you sit in that place called your word, yes. your instruction, your proceeding word, that if you sit there, you will come out with what we call the transfer of wealth will have it. happened that's towards the, you. That's where the power to create wealth comes Otherwise, you will drown. There you go. Or you will drink yes. the blood in so, Egypt. So please understand. Two realities will increase in intensity. Mm, mm, yes. One reality, darkness will increase in intensity. Yes. 
parallel, light will increase in the, in the intensity. Mm. Choose the train you will ride on. Let's talk about the masterclass in Liberia. Yes. <laughs> this one is an invitation to all those who are in Liberia and those who can make it to Liberia. We have a masterclass coming up in Liberia and we are going to be doing it on the 10th of June at the Mamba Point. So please keep track. It might come to your nation next. Now we are doing Liberia. So if you're in Liberia, please get in touch with us. Get in touch with the people on the ground. Those of you who know and wherever we are there, you know how to find us. And please spread the word. Yes. Let everybody know. Now you know why we are talking about the masterclass, which is helping you understand yes. how to create to yep. maintain and increase kingdom wealth yep. in a season of darkness That's when it. everybody is saying things cannot be done. Yes. This cannot happen. Yes. Yet at that moment is when we are telling people, listen, it's your time to arise. But my friend, you do not arise in uh, ignorance. No. Nope. You do not arise because it's time. You arise because you know your, sh your light has come. Yes. You must have understanding. That's yes. why we invite you for these classes. And in Nairobi, June 17th. On the June 17th, we have... An this is one, I think for me, this is a, a key um, meeting we are having because as we have journeyed this journey, taught a lot about the power to create wealth and so on, a question keeps occurring. Why is it that two people can hear the same message? One thrives, one seemingly gets worse. Mm -hmm. How is it that two people can live in the same space, one flourishes, another does not? Mm. How is it possible that two people can be given the same opportunities, the same resources, the same capital? One thrives, one loses everything they have. Mm. How come I have the same opportunities, same time, same environment like everybody else, but somehow things only seem to get more economically difficult for me instead of economically better. Mm. So we're going to deal with every excuse. It's got nothing to do, by the way, with the things you may think. For us, I can assure you, it is our season to shine. We are rising. We are in a place where we are saying, thank you, Lord, for making the scripture become alive in our season. A place where we see two realities at the same time, but this one reality of darkness is not affecting us. We can truly say that God has caused her, allowed us to be in a place called Goshen. And that what he has given us is causing us to arise and shine for our light has come. And of course, this is where we say, keep it kingdom. Keep it pure. Keep it pure. Thank you for watching this episode of the Kingdom Conversations. The big question remains, what have you heard? And what are you going to do about it? Keep tracking with us, like and follow us on our social media handles, the Cyrus community on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. You can send in your questions through Facebook or use the email on your screen. And as Micah 4.4 says, may you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree. Until our next episode, keep it kingdom, keep it pure.